Irish actress Nicola Coughlin made headlines this week by debuting a new red hairstyle at Wimbledon. The Derry Girls and Bridgerton stars just the latest in a growing number of celebrities ditching their own colour in favour of this trending hue. But are natural redheads benefiting from this surge in approval or is growing up ginger as tough as ever? News Talk's Sarah Madden reports. Growing up has never been easy. I think everyone gets lagged for something in schools. But for Ireland's population of redheads, it can be particularly difficult. Fant of pubes, firebrush. I just you probably can't use any of this. And though this colouring is almost a symbol for our nation, red hair was in Ireland before the Vikings. Many still go to great lengths to conceal it. My best friend put the black dye in her hair. She looked like a Jaffa cake. She had like the ginger roots and the dark hair. But are the tides turning in favour of the gingers? But if you look at the number of redheads that there are on TV and advertising, that runs way, way, way higher. What are the benefits of having red hair? There's some sort of general types of pain that they are less sensitive to. And could the future be not female, but fair? There is one very important gene called uh, MC1OR, right? And this is as close as you could get to the redhead gene. Lara Cassidy is Assistant Professor of Genetics at Trinity College Dublin, and I've asked her for the junior search science version of things. MC1OR is basically, it's a receptor. It sits on the cell membranes of melanocytes. And if this receptor is switched on, the cells produce lots of eumelanin, and we get this browny, blacky pigments. If it's switched off, that's when we get the production of the reddish pigment. So redheads in the population, um, most often, about 80% of the time, their two copies of this gene, the one from their mum and the one from their dad, are going to have mutations in them. Up to 50% of the Irish population carry one mutant copy. So this is a very common mutation in the population. It's actually 25% chance if you both carry one copy that the kid will have red hair. You probably know somebody with a beard, which is a very different colour <laughs> to their, their hair, kind of the, the, the typical like reddish beard that we see a lot of the time in Ireland, Britain. And that seems to be related to having one copy of this mutant gene. About 10% of Irish people have red hair, which is much more than the 1-2% to they make up globally. And Lara says that's not without reason. The thing about vitamin D, we, we produce it in our skin, but we need UV radiation to catalyse that reaction. So if you're not getting much UV radiation, you're not producing much vitamin D. And the darker your skin is, the less of that UV is going to be used to synthesise the vitamin D. So the idea is that pale skin might have been actually advantageous far north. It would have, you know, uh, encouraged good bone health and potentially, most crucially, resistance to infectious disease, better immune response, especially for respiratory infections. Like most redheads, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm fair. I say I'm transparent, like I'm translucent. I don't have any pigment. Emma Doran is a firebrand comedian with a mane of matching red hair. I remember as a young child, people would always compliment me on my hair and I had long hair as well. So initially I thought it was a positive thing and then it wasn't until maybe towards the end of primary school, but definitely secondary school, 
I was slagged about my hair. I started actually dyeing my hair from a very young age. But the thing about a redhead, the skin, again, is going to give you away. I would never tan. I was always kind of a shade of purple. I have to say, like, I just have to be honest about it, the pubes was a big question. Do you have ginger pubes? Do you have red pubes? A guy who I wasn't really even friends with, like kind of, you know, friend of a friend, he took me aside and sincerely said to me, he said, you know, you can look into, and I hadn't confirmed to anybody, nobody had seen them. But he's like, you know, you can dye them if you want. There's special dye you can get. And this is a time before, like, you would have had internet on your phone where you could privately look into these things, you know what I mean? You'd like dial up in the sitting room where everyone could see what you were doing. So I thought that, I kind of shrugged them off, but then I went and I used my mam's, sorry mam, again, God, I used my mam's nice and easy. I think it was nice and easy, I don't know, the brunette one anyway. But I can tell you something, it doesn't take. So I think that it does not take. It's the red hair again. I think it was worse for the lads, like they would get slagged off for being ginger and it was like something that you could get picked on for. Emma Nikiarul is a broadcaster and producer. I remember like some of them wearing baseball caps or like dyeing their hair or putting the highlights in or just doing anything to like detract from it a little bit. Um, which is a pity because actually when you get a bit older then everyone's obsessed with redheads. And also really interesting on dating apps and stuff, you get people who are like really into it, like too into it. Um, so yeah, it, it can be a bit weird. The perceived dateability of redheads is also split along gender lines. Red-haired men get swiped left on more regularly than their brown or blonde counterparts, whereas red-haired women have long been overtly sexualized. Well, brunettes are fine, man, and blondes are fun, but when it comes to getting a dirty job done, I'll take a red-headed woman. Jackie Collis Harvey, author of Red, A History of the Redhead, believes she might know why. Red hair seems to have always had this very, very sexualized aspect to it. And indeed, Mary Magdalene is very often depicted with red hair. That might be because if you were earning your living as a prostitute, you wanted to stand out. And one of the ways in which Traditionally, it was easiest to dye your hair was by using henna. And as we all know, of course, that will turn your hair red. Myths and superstitions abound when it comes to red hair. I remember being in Connemara once and a fisherman wouldn't take me out on the boat because there's a myth that Irish or that redheads can't go on sea or that it's bad luck for fishermen. So we were trying to get out to the Aran Islands and he wouldn't have me. Um, he was like, no, you can go on the next one. And I, I was left on the clatter. Something I came across is this idea that we smell different to people with other hair colours. Marion O'Connell told me that her mother is a redhead. It was OK for her mother to be the first one to see her in the morning, but nobody else, because then they would have bad luck all day. And I had never heard this. She had to be like shock woken up by her mother every morning for her whole life. Jackie does say, though, there are some biological differences between redheads and the rest of us. There's also um, an idea that redheads need more anaesthetic than other hair colours. And I have been told by an anaesthetist that they always increase the amount of anaesthesia they offer if they've got a redhead on the table. Quite a lot. It really is a lot. And it's something that you know, really redheads need to know about because very few surgical anaesthetists are not aware of this, but an alarming number of dentists aren't aware of it. 
So, you, you know, if you're a redhead and you're heading off to have a filling, make sure your dentist knows, you know, err on the side of caution, give you that 20% more anesthesia. Studies also link the MC1 origin to a higher pain threshold. Red-haired people disproportionately make up the number of CEOs. And according to hairdresser Dylan Bradshaw, they'll even go grey after the rest of us. That colour pigment is amazing because once you start to go grey over a period of time, your fiery red hair becomes strawberry blonde because you're introducing grey to it. So it's actually just diluting the vibrancy of it, but it still has that lovely warmth to it and richness. So I find a lot of clients of mine that have red hair over periods of years really hold on to their natural colour much more than, than everybody else. Natural redheads like Jessica Chastain and celebrities like Kendall Jenner have been sending women into salons like Dylan's looking for fiery manes like never before. In fact, Vogue called red hair the biggest trend of 2022. You know, we have 30 to 50,000 strands of hair in our heads. There's not one colour the, the same as the next. You, you can't put 10 redheads in a room and they all have the same colour. So ironically for something that used to get bashed for so long, redheads, not only is it beautiful, but it's, it's unique. But if you feel more isolated than unique, red hair conventions and even festivals are popping up world over. Something reigning queen of the redheads, Emini Kirul, knows a thing or two about. I feel silly saying it, but it felt bizarre in that I was like, is this how everyone else feels? Like everyone here looks like me. <laughs> and it's not that I ever felt like marginalized or an outsider, but to be surrounded by people like that, like the same was so strange. And actually something that happened that I always think of was, so I, like I said, I have kind of darker red hair and I don't have the freckles and stuff. And when I won, this family came to me. It was a little boy called Sean. He must've been about four or five. And the parents were like so grateful to me. They were like, all the other children have the freckles, they have the like ginger hair. Sean doesn't look like them and they're always giving him a hard time. And then he said, when you won, like, oh, you look like me. <laughs> representation, like on the smallest scale ever. <laughs> but it's so cute. Emma now fully embraces her red mane, even appearing as at ginger iPod on social media. It's funny, like, I don't think of it that much as like, a trait or as being that central to me but if you ask me to change it I never would um, and I think people really recognize me for it it's it's good I think to have a staple or like something that is instantly recognizable but really I think the only thing you can do and this is not just in terms of being a redhead but like in terms of anything is like to embrace what makes you different because actually as you get older like that is what makes you stand out it's what pushes you to do things it's what makes you special and that intriguing report from Sarah Madden. Interesting text from a guy who says, I was a redhead myself in my younger days. And the really weird thing was that I had relationships with three red-haired women. I always found red-haired women attractive. So there you are. Maybe it is all in the genes.